Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of protein C and protein S deficiency from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 40-year-old woman is bridged from heparin to warfarin for a recent provoked DVT. Soon after receiving warfarin, she develops dark lesions on her arms. They are large, dark, and necrotic. Warfarin is stopped and vitamin K and heparin are administered. Suspicious, her physician orders a specific assay that measures the activity of protein C. This is a case of protein C deficiency. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. Protein C or protein S deficiency is a hypercoagulable state or thrombophilia caused by the deficiency of protein C or protein S. In terms of genetics, protein C deficiency is autosomal dominant and protein S deficiency is autosomal dominant as well but much less common. With respect to the pathogenesis, a review of anticoagulation pathway is important here. Protein C with the cofactor protein S inactivates factors 5 and 8. Remember, both are vitamin K dependent. Both are synthesized in the liver. Deficiency of either protein C or S leads to active factors 5 and 8, which causes thrombosis. There are mnemonics to remember this. The skin or subcutaneous necrosis after administration of warfarin can be remembered by remembering warfarin affecting protein C and S first. Protein C deficiency is more common than protein S deficiency, and you can remember this by the quote, protein C cancels coagulation. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation of protein C or protein S deficiency. The symptoms after thrombosis would be after warfarin initiation leading to skin and subcutaneous necrosis. You would also notice DVT or PE at a young age and increased risk of DIC. With respect to the diagnostic evaluation, protein C or S functional assay is preferred and it would show reduced protein C or S activity levels. Note that genetic testing is not routinely done. With respect to a differential diagnosis, the main differentials to keep in mind here would be factor V Leiden mutation, antithrombin deficiency, antiphospholipid syndrome, and HIT. Let's now discuss the treatment of protein C or protein S deficiency. For thrombosis, protein C concentrate would be given. You would also want to anticoagulate with heparin. For warfarin-induced necrosis, you would stop warfarin and administer IV vitamin K and administer heparin. Let's now discuss the prognosis, prevention, and complications of this condition. With respect to the prognosis, there is a risk of thrombosis and a risk of warfarin-induced skin necrosis. With respect to prevention, you would want to avoid warfarin and avoid conditions that increase risk of thrombosis. And with respect to complications, the main complication that is feared is a miscarriage. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a 36-year-old woman is brought to the emergency department for acute onset chest pain. She just returned from Japan two days ago and reports 7 out of 10 chest pain that is worse with deep inspirations. Her past medical history is unremarkable. She currently takes oral contraceptives for birth control. A computed tomography scan is performed and demonstrates an embolus at the right lung. She is subsequently started on intravenous heparin with a transition to an oral medication at discharge. Three days after discharge, she returns to the emergency department for skin findings that show purplish-black skin lesions. She denies any fever, flu-like symptoms, trauma, or abnormal contact. 
What is the most likely explanation for this patient's condition? 1. Beta-hemolytic streptococcus infection. 2. Deficiency of protein C. 3. Factor V Leiden. 4. Idiopathic. Or 5. Stevens-Johnson syndrome. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, deficiency of protein C. This patient likely has protein C deficiency leading to warfarin-induced skin necrosis. This is supported by her skin necrosis shortly after taking warfarin, presumed oral anticoagulation medication following pulmonary embolism. Remember, protein C or protein S deficiency is a type of hereditary thrombosis syndrome that can lead to hypercoagulability. The absence of protein C or S leads to a decreased ability to inactivate factors 5A and 8A, which increases the risk of thrombotic skin necrosis after the administration of warfarin and other antivitamin K anticoagulants. Patients often present 3 to 5 days following initiation of drug therapy with skin and subcutaneous tissue necrosis. Treatment involves discontinuing the offending drug and giving fresh frozen plasma or pure activated protein C. Let's now discuss the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, beta-hemolytic streptococcus infection is a possible differential as infection can also lead to necrotizing skin or soft tissue infections. However, patients often present with high fevers, flu-like symptoms, and a clear infectious source. This patient's presentation and timing are more suggestive of warfarin skin necrosis. Answer choice 3, factor V Leiden is the most common cause of inherited hypercoagulability in Caucasians. Patients can present with a history of deep vein thrombosis and pregnancy loss. This patient's past medical history is unremarkable and has clear triggers for her episode of pulmonary embolism marked by the long immobility and oral contraceptive use. Answer choice 4, idiopathic is unlikely as this patient's skin necrosis began within 5 days of warfarin initiation. And finally, answer choice 5, Stevens-Johnson syndrome is a severe skin reaction often to medications such as lamotrigine, carbamazepine, allopurinol, sulfonamide, and certain antibiotics. Patients often present with flu-like symptoms and blistering skin or mucosal lesions. This patient's clinical history and clinical presentation are more in line with that of warfarin skin necrosis. In summary, patients with protein C or protein S deficiency can present with warfarin skin necrosis 3 to 5 days after medication initiation. Next question, a 38-year-old male is brought to the emergency department by ambulance after a motor vehicle accident. He is found to have a broken femur and multiple soft tissue injuries and is admitted to the hospital. During the hospital course, he is found to have lower extremity swelling, redness, and pain, so he is given an infusion of a medication. The intravenous medication is discontinued in favor of an oral medication in preparation for discharge. However, the patient leaves against medical advice prior to receiving the full set of instructions. The next day, the patient is found to have black lesions on his trunk and his leg. The protein involved in this patient's underlying abnormality most likely affects the function of which of the following factors? 1. Factor 2 only. 2. Factors 2 and 10. 3. Factors 2, 7, 9, and 10, 4, factor 5 only, or 5, factors 5 and 8. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, factors 5 and 8. This patient who developed necrotic skin lesions after being bridged to warfarin following a provoked deep venous thrombosis most likely has protein C or protein S deficiency.
These proteins cooperate to inhibit factors 5 and 8. Warfarin is a commonly used oral anticoagulant that is used to provide prophylaxis against deep venous thrombosis and pulmonary embolism in patients. One known complication of warfarin is warfarin skin necrosis, which is caused by microvascular thrombi in the early stages of taking warfarin. This thrombotic event results because the levels of protein C and S decrease first before the clotting factors decrease, meaning that the patient is transiently hypercoagulable. Patients with an existing genetic defect in factors C or S are more predisposed to having this complication. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, factor 2 only, would be inhibited by direct thrombin inhibitors such as dabigatran, however these drugs do not cause skin necrosis. Answer choice 2, factor 2 and 10 would be affected by a mutation to thrombomodulin, however this mutation is not known to be directly associated with warfarin skin necrosis. Answer choice 3, factors 2, 7, 9, and 10 are inhibited by warfarin, which was likely administered to this patient, however it is not the underlying reason that the patient was predisposed to warfarin skin necrosis. And finally, answer choice 4, factor 5 only would be affected by the factor 5 Leiden mutation, however this mutation is not known to be directly associated with warfarin skin necrosis. In summary, warfarin skin necrosis is caused by a transient hypercoagulable state where the levels of protein C and S decrease faster than clotting factors. And that's all for this review about protein C or protein S deficiency. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.